Section one of Woman in the Nineteenth Century and Kindred Papers Relating to the Sphere, Condition, and Duties of Women. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bruce Peary. Woman in the Nineteenth Century and Kindred Papers Relating to the Sphere, Condition, and Duties of Women by Margaret Fuller. Section one preface by a b fuller it has been thought desirable that such papers of margaret fuller ossolee as pertained to the condition sphere and duties of woman should be collected and published together the present volume contains not only her woman in the nineteenth century which has been before published but for some years out of print and inaccessible to readers who have sought it but also several other papers which have appeared at various times in the tribune and elsewhere and yet more which have never till now been published my free access to her private manuscripts has given to me many papers relating to woman never intended for publication which yet seem needful to this volume in order to present a complete and harmonious view of her thoughts on this important theme i have preferred to publish them without alteration as most just to her views and to the reader though doubtless she would have varied their expression and form before giving them to the press it seems right here to remark in order to avoid any misapprehension that margaret ossoli's thoughts were not directed so exclusively to the subject of the present volume as have been the minds of some others as to the movement for the emancipation of woman from the unjust burdens and disabilities to which she has been subject even in our own land my sister could neither remain indifferent nor silent yet she preferred as in respect to every other reform to act independently and to speak independently from her own standpoint and never to merge her individuality in any existing organization this she did not as condemning such organizations nor yet as judging them wholly unwise or uncalled for but because she believed she could herself accomplish more for their true and high objects unfettered by such organizations than if a member of them the opinions avowed throughout this volume and wherever expressed will then be found whether consonant with the readers or no in all cases honestly and heartily her own the result of her own thought and faith she never speaks never did speak for any clique or sect but as her individual judgment her reason and conscience her observation and experience taught her to speak i could have wished that some one other than a brother should have spoken a few fitting words of margaret fuller as a woman to form a brief but proper accompaniment to this volume which may reach some who have never read her memoirs recently published or have never known her in personal life this seemed the more desirable because the strictest verity in speaking of her must seem to such as knew her not to be eulogy but after several disappointments as to the editorship of the volume the duty at last has seemed to devolve upon me and i have no reason to shrink from it but a sense of inadequacy it is often supposed that literary women and those who are active and earnest in promoting great intellectual philanthropic or religious movements must of necessity neglect the domestic concerns of life 
it may be that this is sometimes so nor can such neglect be too severely reprehended yet this is by no means a necessary result some of the most devoted mothers the world has ever known and whose homes were the abode of every domestic virtue themselves the embodiment of all these have been women whose minds were highly cultured who loved and devoted both thought and time to literature and were active in philanthropic and diffusive efforts for the welfare of the race the letter to m which is published on page three forty five is inserted chiefly as showing the integrity and wisdom with which margaret advised her friends the frankness with which she pointed out to every young woman who asked counsel any deficiencies of character and the duties of life and that among these latter she gave due place to the humblest which served to make home attractive and happy it is but simple justice for me to bear in conjunction with many others my tribute to her domestic virtues and fidelity to all home duties that her mind found chief delight in the lowest forms of these duties may not be true and it would be sad if it were but it is strictly true that none however humble were either slighted or shunned in common with a younger sister and brother i shared her care in my early instruction and found ever one of the truest counsellors in a sister who scorned not the youngest mind nor the simplest intellectual wants in her love for communion through converse or the silent page with the minds of the greatest and most gifted during a lingering illness in childhood well do i remember her as the angel of the sick chamber reading much to me from books useful and appropriate and telling many a narrative not only fitted to while away the pain of disease and the weariness of long confinement but to elevate the mind and heart and to direct them to all things noble and holy ever ready to watch while i slept and to perform every gentle and kindly office but her care of the sick that she did not neglect but was eminent in that sphere of womanly duty even when no tie of kindred claimed this of her mr cass's letter abundantly shows and also that this gentleness was united to a heroism which most call manly but which i believe may as justly be called truly womanly mr cass's letter is inserted because it arrived too late to find a place in her memoirs and yet more because it bears much on margaret ossoli's characteristics as a woman a few also of her private letters and papers not bearing save indirectly on the subject of this volume are yet inserted in it as further illustrative of her thought feeling and action in life's various relations it is believed that nothing which exhibits a true woman especially in her relations to others as friend sister daughter wife or mother can fail to interest and be of value to her sex indeed to all who are interested in human welfare and advancement since these latter so much depend on the fidelity of woman nor will anything pertaining to the education and care of children be deemed irrelevant especially by mothers upon whom these duties must always largely devolve of the intellectual gifts and wide culture of margaret fuller there is no need that i should speak nor is it wise that one standing in my relation to her should those who knew her personally feel that no words ever flowed from her pen equalling the eloquent utterances of her lips yet her works 
though not always a clear expression of her thoughts are the evidences to which the world will look as proof of her mental greatness on one point however i do wish to bear testimony not needed with those who knew her well but interesting perhaps to some readers into whose hands this volume may fall it is on a subject which one who knew her from his childhood up at home where best the heart and soul can be known in the unrestrained hours of domestic life in various scenes and not for a few days nor under any peculiar circumstances can speak with confidence because he speaks what he doth know and testifieth what he hath seen it relates to her christian faith and hope with all her intellectual gifts with all her high moral and noble characteristics there are some who will ask was her intellectual power sanctified by christian faith as its basis were her moral qualities her beneficent life the results of a renewed heart i feel no hesitation here nor would think it worth while to answer such questions at all were her life to be read and known by all who read this volume and were i not influenced also in some degree by the tone which has characterized a few sectarian reviews of her works chiefly in foreign periodicals surely if the saviour's test by their fruits ye shall know them be the true one margaret ossoli was pre-eminently a christian if a life of constant self-sacrifice if devotion to the welfare of kindred and the race if conformity to what she believed god's law so that her life seemed ever the truest form of prayer active obedience to the deity in fine if carrying christianity into all the departments of action so far as human infirmity allows if these be the proofs of a christian then whoever has read her memoirs thoughtfully and without sectarian prejudice or the use of sectarian standards of judgment must feel her to have been a christian but not alone in outward life in mind and heart too was she a christian the being brought into frequent and intimate contact with religious persons has been one of the chief privileges of my vocation but never yet have i met with any person whose reverence for holy things was deeper than hers abhorring as all honest minds must every species of cant she respected true religious thought and feeling by whomsoever cherished god seemed nearer to her than to any person i have ever known in the influences of his holy spirit upon the heart she fully believed and in experience realized them jesus the friend of man can never have been more truly loved and honored than she loved and honored him i am aware that this is strong language but strength of language cannot equal the strength of my conviction on a point where i have had the best opportunities of judgment rich as is the religion of jesus in its list of holy confessors yet it can spare and would exclude none who in heart mind and life confessed and reverenced him as did she among my earliest recollections is her devoting much time to a thorough examination of the evidences of christianity and ultimately declaring that to her better than all arguments or usual processes of proof was the soul's want of a divine religion and the voice within that soul which declared the teachings of christ to be true and from god 
and one of my most cherished possessions is that bible which she so diligently and thoughtfully read and which bears in her own handwriting so many proofs of discriminating and prayerful perusal as in regard to reformatory movements so here she joined no organized body of believers sympathizing with all of them whose views were noble and christian deploring and bearing faithful testimony against anything she deemed narrowness or perversion in theology or life this volume from her hand is now before the reader the fact that a large share of it was never written or revised by its authoress for publication will be kept in view as explaining any inaccuracy of expression or repetition of thought should such occur in its pages nor will it be deemed surprising if in papers written by so progressive a person at so various periods of life and under widely varied circumstances there should not always be found perfect union as to every expressed opinion it is probable that this will soon be followed by another volume containing a republication of summer on the lakes and also the letters from europe by the same hand in the preparation of this volume much valuable assistance has been afforded by mr greeley of the new york tribune who has been earnest in his desire and efforts for the diffusion of what margaret has written a b f boston may tenth eighteen fifty five end of section one